From the Selfish Path to Romance, download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com. Now going to the other spectrum, teenagers, what do you do to stay connected with your teenagers? And in Good Housekeeping, in a recent issue of Good Housekeeping, there was an article by Deborah Kent, Staying Close to Your Teen. Um, She starts the article by saying, you know, I get a phone call that says, come home soon, I really want to be with you, Mommy. Now when your teenager calls you Mommy, there's a sense of real connection, like what's going on here? It's like she loves me, she cares for me. So this mommy anticipates a long chat over a hot chocolate and she comes home and she sees her daughter on her laptop talking to her best friend and mom's still anticipating that long chat over hot cocoa and her daughter looks up at her and says, oh, hi, mom. And she says, hey, mom, can you close the door? (laughs) Not with mom on the side of the door. So how do you stay connected with your teenager? Well, first you want to be, you want to know that teens, even though they may reject you on the surface because they obviously want to learn how to spread their own wings and fly, they also want to stay bonded to their parents, good parents, assuming that you're a decent parenting parent, of course. And I have seen that time and time again in therapy where the parents will come in and say, you know, there's just no connection anymore. I can't talk with them. They don't like me. And then I'll talk with the teen. And the teen will say, I wish I could connect with my mom. Or I don't know how to get close to my dad. I don't know. He just does his own thing and he he pulls away from me. Those are things we typically don't talk about. And when you can break through and, and as the parent, make opportunities to connect with your kids, it's it can create a bond that's a lifelong bond. Now, how do you do that? Well, the article, this is again is an article from Good Housekeeping on, um, in a recent issue. Uh, you can, what are some of the things you can do? Well, you can create good times together. You look for opportunities. You just have that question in your mind, when does my child tend to be more readily available to talk. Maybe you're in the kitchen right before dinner together. Maybe you're uh, making a cake, a birthday cake or something, and you just sit there and you just start to listen to your teen. Again, you don't have to talk. You don't want to ask 20 questions. You don't want to criticize. You don't want to nag. Most of us know all of that, and we still end up doing that. You don't want to do that. So you can use opportunities when you're involved in chores. Maybe you'll be shoveling snow together or raking leaves together. Or I used to use car time with my kids. I would have long rides with my kids and I never minded them. In fact, recently my daughter came home and she said, hey mom, can you pick me up? Well, she didn't quite say it that way, but mom, you know, I'm an hour and a half away. I'm not sure how to get home. And it's like, The first thought is, oh my God, what a nice opportunity to get together and to just share some time with her now that she lives across uh, the country. So that's one of the ways to connect with your teenager. You can also share your own passions. Let them know what you're interested in. My sister uh, shared her passion of photography, and boy, both my son and her own daughter are very interested in photography. You want to take time to share their activities. Now, if you really hate something that they do, you obviously can't share it. But if they're involved in sports or maybe a school play, take the time out and be there. And even if they seem to push you away, they'll know that you're there in the audience. They'll know that you value them. Um, You can also look for something called conversational openings. If if my husband came home and he gave me a huge sigh, (gasps) oh, 
what would I say? I'd say, hey, what's up? Or, boy, that was a big sigh. And then if I just pause and don't say, was that a, was it a rough day at work? Or did you have car problems? Or was there a lot of traffic? Instead of playing 20 questions, if I just pause and wait for him to continue... We may have a wonderful conversation. Well, it's the same with kids. When when you read the emotion on their face and just name a stronger emotion, boy, you seem down in the, you know, honey, you seem down in the dumps today. Or, hey, that was a cute little smile. What's up? And it may just open a conversation for you. So it's important to stay connected to not only the little ones, and again, we'll have an interview coming up with Cornelia Lackitch, who is a parenting coach, but with your own kids. Uh, let's see, here's a question that I received, um, very quick question. Why am I never satisfied with any man? Why the need to change so often in every part of my life? Well, that's quite a, kind of a big question. So partly, you might not be satisfied. There are many answers to this, obviously. There's a whole spectrum, so let's take a look at it. Um, it may be that there are good qualities in some of them, and they are mixed. There are some bad qualities, too. So all of us, when we're in the dating stage, would like to mix and match the guys or the ladies that we meet you know, and have a combination of someone who's fun to be around, but intelligent and uh, playful and a good listener. But you may find the good listener in one person and the intelligence in another. So you can, you're looking for someone that matches you well, but you won't find necessarily everything in one person. That's extremely rare. And people grow together. You want to realize that, that in any relationship, if you can have good communication and if you're both honest, you can grow together. Uh, the problem may be you. Maybe you're afraid to let people get too close. Maybe you don't feel good about yourself and so you only let them in so close into your life and then you push away. You push away. So the goal is to be able to introspect, to ask yourself some questions. What am I saying to myself when I start pushing men away? Oh, he's no good, or he doesn't understand me. Look at your own relationship with the significant men in your life. Maybe your father, or a brother, or maybe a grandfather, or someone who was very significant in your life, and see if you're not repeating a pattern there. And if you are, you may want to get some professional help to work that through. Um, there is a very good book, Changing for Good. Of course, that means improving for good. It's at my website, drkenner.com, D-R-K-E-N-N-E-R.com. And I am Dr. Ellen Kenner. My show is The Rational Basis of Happiness. And my numbers toll-free, 1-877-D-R-K-E-N-N-E-R. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the Serious Romance Guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner and co-author Dr. Edwin Locke. Growing up means gaining independence from your parents and setting the terms for your own life. Make it clear, tactfully and firmly, that your partner comes first. Your parents have no right to expect you to share all their values or spend all your free time with them. If their feelings are hurt by your desire for independence, the fault lies with their unreasonable expectations, not with you. This point applies even more strongly if one or more of the parents or in-laws are critical or abusive. Some experts recommend ignoring such abuse or discouraging your partner for standing up to an intrusive or disrespectful parent. We strongly disagree. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com and buy it at amazon.com.